Welcome to the Harvest Sound Podcast, for music and mission, truth and prophecy, creativity and compassion merge as one. You guys feeling good this morning? Who's hungry for the word of the Lord? Um, we have a special friend, special guest, really part of the family here. Amy Ford is going to be bringing the, the first part of the word, and then we're going to see what the Holy Spirit stirs up. But she's an amazing woman of God, of course, married to Jason Ford, thus the last name, right? And uh, the Ford's on a mission. The, the whole family goes on amazing mission trips around the world and just really uh, dear people of faith and of the word. So let's pray for Amy and let, let's, let's let her drop the word on us. How about it? So, Lord God, we just thank you for Amy and thank you for what you've put in her heart for us. And we just pray you'd, Lord, just open our hearts, Lord, to receive from you this morning. Give us good and noble hearts. So when that seed drops, Lord, it will begin to produce harvest, even a hundredfold, we pray. And we believe for this. In Jesus' mighty name and all God's people said, amen. amen. Thank you, Pastor. Oh, man. All right. Let's... uh. We're going to go straight into the word here in just a minute. Um, I want to say thank you for letting me share. Thank you for being here this morning. Um, it's a beautiful day, so you could have been anywhere, but you're here, so praise God. Uh, Gabby, if you've got 1 Kings 19, we're going to go there. And if you guys wouldn't mind standing for the reading of God's word, we do that here just to honor the word, show some reverence. We're going to be in 1 Kings 19. This is verses 1 through 8. Now Ahab told Jezebel everything Elijah had done and how he had killed all the prophets with the sword. So Jezebel sent a messenger to Elijah to say, May the gods deal with me, be it ever so severely, if by this time tomorrow I do not make your life like that of one of them. Elijah was afraid and ran for his life. When he came to Beersheba in Judah, he left his servant there. While he himself went a day's journey into the wilderness, he came to a broom bush, sat down under it, and prayed that he might die. I've had enough, Lord, he said. Take my life. I'm no better than my ancestors. Then he lay down under the bush and fell asleep. All at once, an angel touched him and said, get up and eat. He looked around, and there by his head was some bread baked over hot coals and a jar of water. He ate and drank and then lay down again. The angel of the Lord came back a second time and touched him and said, Get up and eat, for the journey is too much for you. So he got up and ate and drank. Strengthened by that food, he traveled 40 days and 40 nights until he reached Horeb, the mountain of God. And Catholic this is the word of the Lord. You'd say, praise be to God, and sit down. <laughs> praise be to God. All right, have a seat. All right. <laughs> when we were in England, we went to a lot of Anglican services, and some of them were very Catholic-like, and so we kind of got used to that little ritual again. And it, it is kind of nice to be reverent for a minute, but praise be to God. Uh, so if you aren't familiar with this story, the backstory here, you got a lot of you guys have probably heard this. So before this little portion of scripture happened, what had happened was Elijah had just gotten down. I'm echoey, sorry. Elijah had just come down the mountain. He had just had this huge victory 
with the Lord. He had defeated the prophets of Baal. God showed up. He proved himself strong. And there was this huge victory. It was this great manifestation of the power of God. It made Jezebel angry, right? And so she threatened to kill him. She said, you know, mark my words, by this time tomorrow, you're going to be like one of those prophets you killed. You're going to be dead. And so Elijah gets scared, runs away, and hides. Hides under a broom bush and, or a broom tree. And, of course, he's saying, you know, I, I would just rather die. Lord, take my life. It's not worth it anymore. So I was thinking about this story, and I wanted to share a story of my own with you. And it's a little bit of a personal story. I won't go into too many details because there's a lot. I could talk about this a lot. But I will tell you, uh, back in 2017, our family had this opportunity to go and serve under a vision that we felt really strongly connected with. We'd only been back in Nashville a couple of years. We lived in Murfreesboro for a long time, but Nashville's home. So we came back to Nashville. We were really starting to feel settled here. But the Lord said, you know what, it's time for you to go and serve this vision and it was going to be, it was this vision to cover the National Mall with tents like the Tabernacle of David. There's going to be tents from every state, but it took a lot of planning and a lot of logistics and the, and the visionary behind it, David Bradshaw, he needed some help and he connected with Jason a lot. And so he offered us this opportunity, hey, come help, help me out with this. Bring your family. This will be like a mission for you. So we did. We took the whole family, lived in somebody else's house for two months. I was homeschooling. Jason was going with David around. I was praying. We were all kind of sewing into this vision. And it was really hard work. It was really tough. It was a lot of prayer. It was a lot of intercession. There were a lot of, like, big, huge steps of faith, a lot of miracles that had to happen in order to make this vision come to pass. But by the skin of our teeth and a whole lot of miracles, it happened. And some of you guys were actually there. You came up for the event. It was like a whole weekend. There were 50 tents, 50-plus 50 tents on the National Mall. There was a tent for every state. There were huge tents. It was, there was 24-hour worship on the National Mall. It's really cool to be able to walk through the National Mall at night, middle of the night, and there's worship unto the Lord just going and going and going. And it was this awesome, beautiful thing. And the whole time, even though it was really hard work and it took a whole lot of faith, what I remember was there was this excitement about it because we were doing the work of the Lord. We were in the throes of it. We knew that God was going to move. We had to believe that God was going to move because it wasn't going to happen otherwise. It was really amazing. And after it was over... We knew it was time to go home, but we felt like, okay, there's going to be this great catalyst now of, you know, God's really going to move and everything's going to be awesome. There's going to be revival. And it's going to pour out. And it was great. But then we got home. And almost as soon as we got home, we began getting hit. We got hit on all sides from all different areas. The enemy left no stone unturned. There were, there were people around us who died. There were people around us who almost died. We kept getting ill. We kept getting sick. Our kids started having issues. Our finances started having issues. Basically, it was hit after hit, blow after blow. And overall, there was this overwhelming feeling of kind of how Elijah felt right there. You know what? This is too much. I'm done. It was time to walk away. We needed, we needed to hide. We wanted to hide. There was too much. And every time we thought we were coming out of it, something else would happen to bring us right back to the bottom again. And we walked through this season, and we kept pressing on, and we kept pressing on. But there were times when I felt like, we're not going to make it through this. Now, I'm telling you that story because I realized that we are not much different from Elijah here. It's easy to look at these stories and think, well, gosh, that's kind of extreme, isn't it? 
But the truth is we've all had times in our own lives, at least probably you have. I'm thinking most people in this room have probably had a time where you had this amazing encounter with God or you had this season that you walked through that was really intense. We just got done with the Harvest Sound Intensive and camp. I, used, I know we used to do youth ministry and coming back from camp, we'd have these camps with these kids and everybody would be on fire and they'd be awesome. And then they'd come back and they'd go to their schools because summer was over and they'd go to their schools and then they'd just get hit. Suddenly they're getting bullied. Suddenly life is hard again. Suddenly their friends aren't Christian and they're not as on fire as they were because things just got hard. And they came down off that mountain and they're not, with the, not feeling the Lord anymore. And they're feeling a lot like Elijah. It's tempting to come off these mountains and be in these valleys and think God's not there with me. It's not worth it anymore. It's tempting to let fear take over. So what I wanna talk about this morning is how do we get through those seasons? Because the thing is, in those seasons where we're feeling defeated, even if we don't know why, even if it's not an attack, you're just not feeling it. There are times when, even when God's got a victory, we're feeling defeated and we're letting fear take over. And so how do we deal with that? And so I wanna talk about just some points and you can write these down if you want to. But how I got through that, how we got through that, and how I've seen, even with Elijah, how he got through it. And the first one of those things is we have to accept defeat. That's a little harsh. <laughs> okay, so the, I, I'll have to share, and, and you guys don't laugh at me, because, <laughs> uh, yes, I occasionally listen to secular music. And the impetus for this was a song that I heard by a band, it's not a Christian band, but they alluded to this very song about, uh, this story about Elijah in this song. And I thought, well, I, he didn't say Elijah, he didn't say the Bible, but he said something about lying under the broom tree and feeling defeated. And I'm like, oh, I know what he's talking about. But the line in that song was, from victory, I accept defeat. And so I thought that's such an unusual phrasing. When we think about victory, we think about, oh, yeah, you know, we want, we want that. We want to ride that. But there are times when we go through victory, but we still feel defeated. So what's up with that? How do we, how do we you know, feel so defeated even though we walked to this victory? Elijah walked to this victory. He saw God move powerfully. He saw huge things that should have built up his faith, and yet he is feeling defeated and to the point where he wants to die, to the point he wants to give up. And I thought about, you know, there's two ways. I, I love words. I'm an English major, I'm a writer, I love phrases and the way people talk. And one of the things I've noticed is that there's two ways that we talk about defeat. We talk about admitting defeat and we talk about accepting defeat. And if you think about that, the phrase that someone chooses there says a lot about who you are and how you feel about it. You can admit defeat, that's just vocalizing it. That's like when I ask my kids to apologize to their brother or sister when they do something mean. Sorry. No, you're not sorry. You said sorry, but you're not sorry. It doesn't mean anything. They admitted defeat. They admitted apology. They didn't mean it. Accepting defeat means to come to terms with it. It means to be at peace with it. When you accept it, you're okay with it. You're recognizing it. You're admitting it, but you're also being okay with it. You're realizing it. Now, Elijah finds himself depressed, and despite all that God has done, he's still scared. It, you know, it, it's weird because it's like if I saw God bring down fire on a mountain and light up a sacrifice that was completely saturated, I, I don't think I'd be as scared as what, of what Jezebel could do to me. I think I'd probably trust God, but of course I'm not in his position. When we see God move, 
even when we see miracles in our lives, sometimes we still go, yeah, but somebody could still do something to me. Yeah, but I'm still afraid that God's not going to take care of me. I know God has moved miraculously in this way before. I know he's healed me before, but I'm sick now, and I don't know that he's going to heal me now. I know that he's covered my finances before, and he's provided for me before, but I don't know. I don't, still don't trust him with that. We still have fear. We still have anxiety, and that's what Elijah's doing. He's seen God move, but he's still afraid of Jezebel. He's still afraid he's going to get killed. And that's because his faith hasn't come to accept that God is totally in charge of his life. He's got to get to a point where he can accept that he is not the victor. That he's not in charge of his life. God's in charge of his life. And God's going to choose whether he lives or dies. God's going to choose whether he, he walks in this miracle or not. God's ultimately in charge. And so for Elijah, he has to get to a place where he can accept total surrender to God. No matter what. So that's the first thing we have to do. We have to get to a place where we can accept that we are not in charge of our own lives. That whether in, in feast or in famine, in riches or in poverty, that God is in control. The next thing is rest. I like this. Elijah took a nap. He took two, actually. Listen, I'm a mom of three. I know the power of a nap. Sometimes you just need a nap, especially on a Sunday afternoon after church and a nice good lunch. You felt it in the spirit. <laughs> That's a good nap. Elijah took a nap twice. And listen, let me, let me clear this up because this is a theological sticking point. It can get real sticking. People can get stuck on stuff. I believe in the literal interpretation of scripture. Elijah took a literal nap. He ate literal food. But I also believe that all that scripture is there for us. And so there is a spiritual, metaphorical application for stuff in the Bible. It's both. It's not either or. I think we get hung up on that. Okay. So we're looking at the spiritual meaning as well. Sometimes you do just need a nap. Okay. But aside from that, we need rest. When we're feeling defeated in the Lord, we need to rest. Sometimes you go through these seasons where you're fighting really hard for something. You're pressing in, just like we did when we were pressing in for this vision for Awaken the Dawn. We were fighting, and it was months of plowing and plowing and working toward this vision. And it was spiritual work, and it was physical work. And by the end of it, what we needed to do was sit back and rest and let God take care of us. And so it's not just about sleep. It's about getting to a place where you can calm down and be with the Lord and just be with him and not have to strive for anything. That's important because that's faith. Rest is really faith. How many of you guys know that if you're not at peace, you can't sleep? Just like at night, if you've got a lot of stress, you've got a lot of tension, you can't fall asleep. Your mind's too busy worrying about all of that stuff. You can't rest in the Lord if you're too busy worrying about what's going to happen next. If we come to a place where our faith is strong enough to go to let God be God and trust him with our lives, that's spiritual rest, and we need that. So when you're, in a, you're finding yourself feeling defeated, it's okay to rest in the Lord and not strive to make things happen. There were some days where it was as much as we could do to just go about day-to-day -day survival type stuff, and that's okay. Sometimes the Lord is saying it's okay to just stop, to stop trying to make things happen. You don't have to do a thing right now for God to love you. That's a works mentality. We don't need that. Now, when God calls you to something, 
goodness gracious, get up and go. But if he's not telling you to do something, it's not your battle. Elijah didn't need a battle right then. So we put our trust in the Lord's ability to handle, his, to, to handle our circumstances. The next thing is to take care of yourself. Now this kind of goes hand in hand with it, I know. Take care of yourself. So again, not once but twice, Elijah is encouraged to eat and drink. That's kind of simplistic, Amy. I know. It's a simple reading. But again, we, yes, he ate literal bread. He drank literal water. But we know that bread and water are awfully symbolic things in the Bible and that they're used to represent a whole lot. And this is about taking care of ourselves. This is about spiritual food and drink. This is about feeding yourself on the word. This is about feeding yourself and taking care of your physical body, your mental health, your emotional health, paying attention to what you need to do. Elijah's story is not the only one in Scripture where a prophet retreats to the wilderness and gets ministered to by angels. You guys probably realize that, right? So this happens to Elijah, but it also happens to Jonah. He goes and hides under a vine, and then he complains that the worm eats the vine. He complains about the vine, then he complains that the worm eats the vine. He just complained a lot. Um, poor Jonah. We love him. God bless him. But Jesus also does it. Okay? So he's the prophet. He, he's, he's about to go fight a battle. But he goes into the wilderness, and he has to fight a battle there. But then he goes, he fasts, he deals with Satan, and then once he's done what happens, the angels come and minister to him. They come and take care of him. Even Jesus needed to be taken care of. He took care of his physical body. He allowed himself to be taken care of by the Lord. This is important. If Jesus does it, we can do it too. And I think this is significant. This is good for me because I'm really, really task-oriented. I'm always looking for something to do. I feel like I need to, like, fix something or clean something. Even Jason calls it busybodying. So why are you busybodying? It's a weekend. Because I'm, you know, I'm doing laundry or I'm washing the dishes or I'm sweeping the floor. I'm always looking for the thing to do because it makes me feel productive. But sometimes it's time to stop. Okay? Take care of yourself. And, and here's why. Because if you don't take care of yourself... You're not good for anybody else. You're not good for the kingdom. It's just like on an airplane, you know, when they say you got the, if the oxygen mask drops down, put it on yourself before you put it on the kids or somebody else who needs help. The point is you're not any good if you're not taking care of yourself. If your health is suffering, you're not going to be helping someone else. You can't be going out on a mission field if your body is suffering because you haven't taken care of yourself. You're not strong enough to go climb the mountains that you need to climb if, you haven't, if, if you've not exercised, if you've not eaten well, if you've not taken care of your health. And this is actually something that the angel says to him. Eat and drink because you need strength for the journey ahead. He said, I'm about to send you off. Take this time now. Eat and drink. Take care of yourself. It's not selfish to take care of your own needs when you need to. Okay? You're, not, you're sacrificing yourself to be unhealthy, it's not gonna help anybody else. And so it's really important, especially in these seasons where you're feeling defeated, where you're feeling like you could crawl unto, under a broom tree and just die. You need to pay attention to what your body is needing, what your brain is needing, what your soul is needing, and that's okay to take care of yourself. All right, and the last point, and this is super important, is to get back up. Get back up. 
So Elisha ate and drank the second time, and then he got back in the battle. I love verse 8 says, so he got, it, he got up, ate and drank. Then the food gave him the strength to travel 40 days and 40 nights to Mount Sinai, or the other version said Hebrew, Hebron, the mountain of God. Love that translation right there, the mountain of God. It gave him the strength to go back up the mountain of God. We can stay in these seasons for a long time. I didn't really tell you the end of the story for our personal story, but this season that we were in where we felt defeated, it lasted a long time, like a long time. But, and there were times when I've, I didn't think we were coming back. I didn't think I was coming back. I thought, you know, maybe this is just not worth it. Maybe we need to step back. We need to hide away for a little while. We need to do something different because this is, it's too hard. But after a while, the Lord said, okay, get back up. It's time to go. And that can be scary. Because when you've, when you've felt defeated and then the Lord says, go again. What? You want me to go back out there? To go through all of this again? But let me tell you something. When we got back up and the Lord said, it's time to go. And Jason can tell you this because he got a strong word. He sent us further. He sent us to nations we'd not been to, to places we'd not been to, to hardest and darkest places, places where the, the witchcraft is scary, places where the demonic forces are powerful, places where there's physical danger all the time. But you know what? When you've rested and you've sat with the Lord and you've sat in faith, suddenly it's not scary anymore. I'm not afraid of the valleys anymore. And guys, that's, that's saying something, because I'm a fearful person by nature. Before Christ, could I have stood up here? No. I don't even like talking to people most of the time. I'm an introvert. Those of you who know me really well, I'm like, like I'll give you a smile across the room. Like, I love y'all. Y'all are great. You're awesome. But if I don't have something to say to you, I'm probably not going to because it's just scary. I'm a scared kind of person. I know. He's laughing at me. <laughs> I married you so you talk for me. <laughs> we balance each other well. It's nice. Anyway, the point is, it's scary to get back up and go in these places, but... If you have sat with the Lord and you've done the things that you're supposed to, when he calls you to get back up, you can get up and go. Just like Elijah did, he was able to stand up and say, okay, I'm nourished now. I'm not afraid anymore. I'm not afraid of what Jezebel's going to do to me. He got up, he traveled for 40 days and nights, and he went to the mountain of God, and he didn't give up. So the Lord strengthens us in that time of defeat. And you know, it's interesting that this was what I felt like I was supposed to share. I woke up this morning, I saw something that Craig Groeschel had shared. And uh, if you don't know him, you should look him up. He's a fantastic teacher of the word. But he said, you know, we, we, we feel God on the mountaintops, but it's in the valleys that we become intimate with him. And it's in that space, in that feeling of defeat that we said, like, you know, the rubber hits the road and we got to decide, are we going to give in to that feeling of I'm defeated, I'm done, we're not doing this anymore. Or do we press through? Do we hang in with him? And then when he says go, we're ready again. 
And so I just want to encourage you guys this morning to get up and go when he calls you to, after you've spent that time in rest. It is important to rest. It is important to take care of yourself. It is important to recognize the sovereignty of God. Because when you do those things, then you can get back up and get in the battle. And God will take you further than he took you before. And he will take you higher. And he will take you to those harder places, but you won't walk in fear anymore. Now, I really want to give the Holy Spirit some room to move here. And so Pastor Scott's going to come up, and he's, we're just going to kind of let the Lord direct us and see how it's going. But I just, I'll pray real quick. And if that's you, I just, you know, if, if this is speaking to you, if this is something you're feeling this morning, then, uh, you know, just agree with me in prayer. Father, I thank you that you know us, that you know our strengths, and that you know our, our callings. I thank you that you have our lives planned out and you have a perfect will for us. So Lord, I ask that you would help us to rest in you. Lord, I pray you would help us to see you even when we're feeling defeated, even when we're feeling not strong enough or uncomfortable. Lord, would you come and speak to us? Would you be with us in that place? Would you give us food to, eat, food to eat, water to drink, nourishment for our souls, strengthen our bodies, speak to our hearts? Lord, I pray that you would direct us when it's time to get back up and that you would help us not to hesitate in that place, but to go do the things that you've called us to. Lord, we honor you. We recognize your sovereignty in our lives. I pray you would be our strength this morning. Lord, I pray that you would move on the hearts here today, that you would give us words and you would give encouragement this morning, especially to those who are in a season of feeling defeated. Lord, move on hearts. In Jesus' name. Amen. That was awesome. Yeah, we received that. How many, how many people got spoken to through the word of the Lord? Thank you, Amy. Just a couple of recaps, and then we'll see what the Holy Spirit wants to do for the time that remains. Um, I really feel... As individuals, we, we need to absorb this and take it in and say, okay, God, what are you speaking to me as, within your own personality and your reality of your life right now? Uh, but I, I feel also, as you were speaking, Amy, I felt like it was a corporate word. I feel like there's something right now where the Lord says that it's time to, uh, to let the Lord minister to you, to resuscitate you, if you will, wherever you're at. You know, the Psalms 51 Verse 10 says, uh, David says, Create in me a pure heart, O God, and, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. So there's something about a steadfast spirit that it has to be renewed from time to time. A steadfast spirit isn't just steadfast. It has to be renewed. You might have it for a while, and then all of a sudden you, you're depleted, and you're like, what, why do I feel defeated? Or why? And, and there's something about knowing how to allow the Holy Spirit to do that work 
and know when you're hitting a wall and say, I, I need to be renewed. I need that steadfast spirit. Um, I, I think when you, were, when you were talking, the Lord was speaking to me about ebbs and flows, the ups and downs of life. Anyone experience that? You live, live long enough to figure that out? And it's okay. It's the way God's designed it. There's ups, there's downs. Some of us rebound quicker than others. Some of us feel it more deeply. Um, but it, it, it comes our way. And there's peaks and there's valleys. And you mentioned them getting ready for the, the mountain of the Lord. And this is what I feel like the, the Lord is saying corporately to us, is that we really need to allow the Lord to restore us, refresh us, learn how to rest, um, to receive a steadfast spirit because there is a great journey ahead. There's a great journey ahead. And God wants us, like, like you mentioned, about taking care of ourselves. So if we don't take care of ourselves, who will, right? We're, we're the ultimate stewards of our body, soul, and spirit. Uh, and, and we need to take inventory of our lives and say, am I doing okay? Or where am I falling apart? Or where am I vulnerable? And, and there's something else about the valleys I want to say. You mentioned, I love that, the intimacy is found in the valleys. You know, we, the mountains are thrilling, and you go on the campaign, and you're going higher and higher, and you see all the vision. It's epic, and, you know. Uh, but there's something about valleys, and I was reminded as you were talking of in the Alps especially, the, there's particular mountains that are in uh, Switzerland that we've had the privilege of going to many times. And when you go there, there's something about the Alps that they're, they're just epic, they're beautiful, but they're, they're, they're big. I mean, there's snow-capped mountains, but the valleys are just so cozy. There's just something about the valleys. Like, it's a valley. I mean, it, 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 you're, you're down. You're not up high. You're not on the epic adventure. You're not climbing. But, but there's something about learning to make your valley cozy with the Lord, to snuggle in with the Lord and, and just say, you know what, it's okay. I don't always have to be climbing on the next epic adventure. Higher, higher, higher. See, th those are great, but when you're on top of a mountain, guess what? You're vulnerable. If the weather changes, man, you, <laughs> you're in trouble quick, you know? And there's something about when God tucks you into a valley, and it might feel kind of like a downer for a moment. You might feel like, oh, I'm not feeling the, the adrenaline rush right now. And and what happened? We were doing epic things, and now we're, I'm kind of tucked away. Learn to embrace that and say, God, I'm, go I'm going deep with you in this season. Is this making sense to anyone? And get renewed. Get a steadfast spirit. Get ready because surely there's another epic adventure ahead, and we need to learn how to take care of ourselves. We need to learn how to rest, and we also need to learn how to get back up again. When you hear the trumpet of the Lord, next journey and you hear the voice of the Lord, and you know that this is the next endeavor that God's called you to, to be ready for that. I mean, the worst is like to hear the trumpet and go, I'm not ready. I'm still falling apart, or I'm still wallowing in self-pity, or I'm just still, you know. So go to those places when you're in the valley of, of getting strengthened, getting the help you need, getting repaired, uh, I just feel like the Lord is even saying that corporately right now over our church, that right now there's, there's big stuff coming. There's journeys ahead. There's a battle for our nation. And there's an there's a ebb and flow. And right now there's a time to get close to the Lord. Get your batteries recharged. Uh, be in tune with Him. Learn to hear His voice. Tune in. Because I, I, I believe God, is, he's, there's a trumpet going to be sounded in the Spirit. And the church, the body of Christ, has to rise to the occasion. 
Is this making sense to anyone? And how do people want to be ready when you hear that trumpet sound? You want to be going, oh, man, I don't, I'm not prepared. I don't have any equipment. I don't even know how to fire my gun. Well, we're not using real guns. I'm not talking about that. But I'm talking about your spiritual weapons. And so I just want to pray. There's a couple of recaps, and I'm going to ask Jason to come, too. And we're going to maybe release some prophetic. And we're going to, and Sarah's going to come, too. See that? Okay, you'll pray. Before. Yeah. Just, I just, this was such a good message. Um, Amy, you're very prophetic to have released this word. I was feeling it in worship, and I was feeling pretty heavy, um, and I couldn't figure it out. It's like, oh my gosh, I am so heavy. And I think, in general, this word was so important because we go through these, we, we're a spiritual church, and we really like our highs and really taking those mountaintops, but we're not so good in the valleys. And I think, in general, this word was a good um, kind of slap us all back into the right place, that we need to be okay with our valleys and accept, accept not necessarily what you meant by defeat, but accept really the surrender, surrendering to the Lord in your season. And the way, how you brought it was you said, accept God is in charge of your life. So we pray. Sometimes we pray and pray and we don't see our prayers answered. Don't take that as something so you're not spiritual enough or um, you don't have enough faith. Just accept that God is in charge of your life. And then God may have you in the valley for this season for a reason. Get cozy with the Lord, as Scott said, in your valley. Um, I, I almost feel like this is so basic, but I think just for us being filled with the Holy Spirit, we just sometimes think we've just got to be all just like, ah, everything's great. God is great. All is good all the time. It's not, is it? We have those times where we get sick. We, we're dealing with loved ones that are going home. We have a lot of things that where we have the valleys and being good in our valleys. Um, so all that to say, let's take care of the whole being. We are not just a spirit. We, we addressed this in intercession actually this morning. We're not just a spirit being. We are made in three, just like the Trinity. We are a physical body. We're a soul and spirit. We're made in three, body, soul, spirit. We have to take care of all three parts of that. And so we need to rest. And when we go into our, you know, the big, victory seasons that we can also take time to make sure we're replenishing, getting the physical body strong, exercise, drink water, get the nutrients into your body, cut out the sugar or the too much sugar, cut out the whole bunch of carbs and just eating all that white stuff and not enough grains that are multi-grains. Y'all, these are basics, but it needs to be said in church. We're not just spirit beings. We have a temple. And I just want to read this scripture to you. 1 Corinthians 6, 19 through 20. 
Do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God? You are not your own. You were bought with a price. Therefore, honor God with your bodies. So I just want to pray for our church that we're going to a whole new level of really taking care of all three, body, soul, spirit. Let's just say it, body, soul, spirit. Those three parts are so important for us to stay strong long-term. We really all want to go back into those victory places, but let's Let's embrace our valley. So, Lord, we just thank you. I'm just going to pray. So, Lord, we just thank you for this word that Amy brought. So, so good. It was just nourishing for um, our whole body. We thank you right now, God, that you will give us the ability to steward what you've given us, our temples. And, Father, forgive us when we've not stewarded it well. But give us the self-discipline to get the rest Get, get the nutrients in um, so that we can really just be strong long-term. Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So good. Jason, you want to come up? We're going to release a little bit of prophetic ministry, I think. You got something? I don't know, man. Come on, man. Kick it off. I don't know, man. Now, God, we just want to give you praise tonight. And, you know, as, I, as Amy was teaching, it's like, you know, there's different people in, in this room, obviously. We're all going through different seasons in our life. But, you know, I did see those that have been sleeping too long. And I just want to encourage you. You've, some of you have been out of the battle too long because you got hurt in the past season, whether that was hurt by loved ones or hurt by the church, or maybe you're upset with God. And I just want to release a prayer over you, if that's you, that God's going to wake you up, and you're going to get ready for the next season. Now listen, I'm, I'm not bringing any condemnation or judgment on anybody. I've been uh, the, the sleepy prophet under the tree a few times myself and slept a little too long, and somebody had to come along and encourage me. And a lot of times he uses, he uses leaders like Scott and others, my wife, to do that. But God, I just want to say right now, God, to every single sleepy prophet in this house, it's time to wake up in Jesus' name. And so, God, I break every spirit of slumber, every spirit of fear. And I would just even say this morning a word of encouragement. And I want to tell you that the devil has been lying to you too long. And God and, and, and Jezebel was used in the case of Elijah. But, you know, the, the, the devil can actually speak to you. Demonic forces can influence you. And right now, God, I just say, silence every voice of the enemy that's been trying to keep you asleep too long. And I break off that slumber. And I just want to make a declaration over this church that it is time to get up and eat. And yes, take care of yourself. But also, I want you to begin to seek God in a new way. And what I mean by that is, is that when God sent supernatural help, yes, there was bread, but he sent an angel to deliver it. And so I'm just praying over this church body that God would send supernatural help in your time of need. And right now I break depression off and I pray, oh God, that you would come in with the spirit of joy. We break slumber in Jesus' name. We break depression in Jesus' name. And everywhere where the enemy's been trying to come in, 
We just say no longer uh, can you have your way. And the last thing I'll say, last night I went to a gathering. There's a place called King's Hill. If you haven't heard of it, you ought to check it out. It's only about 10, 15 minutes from here. And it's a house of prayer. It's a place where they pray for this nation and for the nations. It's 24-7. By the way, it never stops. And it's only 10 miles. I went there last night. And there was a prophetic gathering there that was happening. And I remember looking over the city. Because from that hill, you literally could see all downtown. And all of a sudden, I heard God say, I'm assembling my troops. And you know what I just want to say? When I look at you guys, I don't see people just sitting in suits, uh, uh, seats. I see troops. I see that you are the army of the Lord. And a word that came last night, and I just want to say this real quick, Pastor Scott. There was a guy that was sharing, and he said, God's releasing strategic blueprints, strategic things for the season ahead. And, that we, and many of us have been asleep for so long, but God's fixing to release strategic plans. And so, God, I thank you that before us today, I see a supernatural people. I see that you have gathered the troops for the purposes of the kingdom. And this day, I charge them, and I pray that they would advance. Amen. Amen. So good. Wow. So let's, uh, let's keep going on the prophetic stream here. So uh, the other thing I, I was feeling, uh, I got these two words, and I, and I said, Lord, what, are the, what is this? And, um, and I saw a picture, and I saw like the enemy slipping couple, two potions or two poisons into a drink, and uh, into a cup, and it was threats and regrets. And they had intermingled, and they made people sleepy and taken them out of, out of the game. Threats and regrets. Jezebel th- th- brought a threat to Elijah, and, and uh, it, it pretty much took him out. And, and I'm sure he was sitting there. Whenever you get into in depression, it's intermingled with regrets. It's like, oh, what could have been, should have been. And, and, there's, and I feel like the Lord says, I'm, I'm removing the potion. I'm removing the poison right now. You don't have to drink of that cup anymore. People are literally going to begin to awake. No one's going to slip it in on you anymore. So right now, in the name of Jesus, we break off the threats of the demonic realm that have come against your children, Lord. And Lord, the the regrets that we've entertained for way too long, Lord, we just put it under the blood right now, Lord. We thank you for the washing. Create in me a pure heart, Lord. Renew a steadfast spirit in us, Lord. I thank you for an awakening, a quickening of your children, of the body of Christ here right now, Lord. Woo! And if that's you, just just own that. Own that. Say, you know what? I, I know I've been sipping that cup and, and break it off right now. And you're gonna step into a new day. You're gonna begin to see things shift. Because you are you are built for action in the kingdom. There's seasons of rest, but there's seasons of action and epic journeys and visions that the Lord surely has for each of us. Woo! Thank you, Lord. All right. Thank you, Jesus. Well, I think I might have a couple things. Let's see. Um, Victoria, I saw you sitting there, and I felt like the Lord said, it's a new day, girl. It's a new day. I just saw in the spirit, I saw like a, like you were in a boat, and you were kind of drifting. If, and it, Praise God for the boat, because you weren't in the water, and you weren't drowning, but you were, you were in a boat that got it provided. But I saw an anchor drop. And you got anchored, and you weren't, it weren't just blown by winds this way and that way. And I felt like the Lord said, you're anchored now. You're anchored, and God's going to start to 
build on a foundation, and you're, you're going to build on a foundation that God's given you. And, and the Lord said, there's a new day, and I saw the sun arising, and I, I just saw everything was shifting from kind of being, being tossed and, and feeling in a storm. Does that make any sense to you? And so I just feel like any confusion is going to break off. There's a clarity because you are anchored in the Lord. You're anchored in this family. And God says, it's time to build now. Let's build together. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's have Victoria, we stand up for a moment. Let's just pray for her. Lord, we thank you for this amazing young woman. And we thank you for, Lord, that you chose her, Lord. And Lord, you put her in this family. And it's for a purpose. And it's for uh, the epic journey that's ahead of her. I thank you that you're filling her with faith, no fear, no regret. Lord, I thank you, Lord, that you're restoring what the devil tried to steal from her, Lord. Lord, bring it back, Lord. Uh, everything is stolen, even sevenfold, even a hundredfold. Bring it back, Lord. Everything that's rightfully hers, Lord, that she would have great victory and great joy. In Jesus' name, amen. Vic- victory, right? Victoria. Hallelujah. Let's see what else we got going here today. Olivia, the Lord has a word for you today. Yeah, you can stand up. Jesse, you can stand up with her. So Olivia, I just really, I just looked at you and I felt the compassion of the Lord. I felt like he said, there's an updraft coming for you. And I, and I feel like it is a healing spirit. I feel like there's literally, the Lord says that he's breaking off an assignment that like the, we, we talked about the threats of the enemy has tried to hold you back for so long. And I, I just believe that, that you can prepare, you can spread your wings and prepare to fly. You don't have to tuck them in and go, I just got to grin and bear it and try to endure. I feel like the Lord said that there's, there's a shift, there's a wind of the Spirit. It's no longer going to be against you. It's going to be behind you. It's going to lift you up. Lord, we just speak healing. We speak life over her. Lord, we call her forth. Lord, into her destiny, this couple into their destiny. We thank you. You brought them here. It's no mistake, says the Lord. You've been, you've been uh, sent. You've been planted. And, uh, and, and I feel like the Lord says that, the, that now is, it is a similar to the last word. It's time to start to build. I feel like the Lord said he's going to make you expert builders. There's a place and there's resource to build now. Spiritual house. And the Lord said he's going to release your voice and that where, where you felt... Um, you felt um, like the, the, the devil's trying to snuff you out, trying to snuff you out. Lord said, no, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to set you up, and I'm going to release your voice. And I just see like there's a megaphone. Like the Lord says, no, my daughter will be heard, and, and it's singing, but it's also speaking. It's, it's impact. Uh, it's, it's everything that, that God has uh, called you to. Um, there, there's a, res- what is the word, resonation. You're, you're to resonate what God's put in you into the earth. There's a frequency that will come from your life. And so, Lord, we break off any counter frequency that tries to come against her body, Lord, her soul. Lord, we just say the frequency of heaven over her life, Lord, that what you've put in her will be heard, will, will multiply in the earth. We bless this couple, Lord, and we pray uh, for seasons of great joy and great victory. In Jesus' name, amen. Woo! Hallelujah! Let's see what else we got going on here. Oh, Starlina's beautiful friends over here. Uh, can you t- remind me your, your names? Paul and Vera. Yeah, why don't you all stand up so everyone knows who are. So they, they just came into town. Of course, Michael's got a celebration of life coming up here 
on the 22nd. I want to remind everyone. Is that, is that correct? 22nd? August 22nd. A Monday right here. So we're going to celebrate Michael's passing and, and his life. But uh, these are some dear friends of Starlina's. What did I say wrong? <laughs> Beer, oh, you're saying big brother and sister in the Lord. Okay, we, that's good. I like that. Yeah. There, he is taller than you, yes. Okay. So, but I felt like this, there was something about this word for, for you as a couple. And, um, and I felt like the Lord wants to remind you that there's still a journey ahead. That, that prepare for the mountain of the Lord. And, and the, the Lord is uh, preparing you for epic adventures. And you might say, well, at our age, you know, should we just be settling in? And the Lord says, no, there's still more. There's still more. You're going to be like Caleb, who, who in his, far into his 80s was saying, I still want that mountain. I still want that mountain. And God's going to give you a spirit of conquest and courage, even at your age. But you have wisdom and you, you've been tempered by, by the Lord himself and by life. And I feel like the Lord says that there are things, there's, there's bullseyes. The Lord's going to give you targets in the spirit, but also some of it is literally travel and places and people. And so, Lord, we bless this couple, and we thank you for their faithfulness. We thank you that they've never given up, Lord, that they sing your praise, Lord. And we thank you for the mountains and the conquests that's still ahead of them, Lord, that they're hungry for, that they've not said, we'll just settle now, we'll just retire now. Lord, I thank you, Lord, that I feel like the Lord said he's even given you a key for this nation. There's prayers that are powerful and effective. So, Lord, we pray that you do wonders through this couple, and we thank you for them. We bless them. In Jesus' name, amen. Yeah. Uh, Mariah, way back there. I see you, girl. Can you stand up? Marari, sorry. I said it wrong. I see you. I'll try that again. That sounds better. <laughs> Marari, uh, come on up just a little closer. You're so far. I'm not quite, get, not quite getting it yet. Here, Oh, it's coming. It's dialing in, dialing in. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So the, the Lord says... For, for you and, and for your husband, uh, for Brett, I feel like the Lord said, surely there is a new day dawning. And you've been crying out saying, Lord, is there another way? Is there another day? Is there, is there, um, is there I don't know, just crying out for that next level, that next uh, way of mode of operating. And, and, and I feel like the Lord said that help is on its way. <laughs> help is on its way. And uh, he's heard your cry and you all have been faithful. The, the Lord is is proud of you, and but he wants you to know that you are his, and, and even part of this word is something to embrace of taking care of yourselves first, and, and so Lord, we just pray <clears throat> that this family would be refreshed, Lord, that they wouldn't be strung out in ministry, Lord, but you'd, you'd make a way, Lord, and that, that, Lord, things wouldn't be lost just because they have to um, step back for a moment, oh, Lord, but you'd send in help, you'd send in new ways, new modes of operation, new objectives. Lord, resource, Lord, where the, where the resource, where the supply has been, has been blocked up, where, the, where things that have been stolen from them, Lord, we release it now, Lord. We just say, Lord, they have been faithful, Lord, and they've, they've uh, been steadfast, but, but they're also, uh, I just see you kind of staggering under a burden, and I feel like the Lord said, can I take that for you? Can I take that for you? My burden is light, and he's exchanging a burden to you, and it's like he's putting a feather on your shoulder. 
He puts a feather on your shoulder. You just carry that. That's all I want you to carry. I'll carry the heavy stuff. So, Lord, show them how to make this shift, Lord, for you are carrying them as a shepherd carries a sheep close to their heart. Yeah, and I, I got something, too, for Brett. Right now, in Jesus' name, God, I break every suffocating spirit that's trying to suffocate him and try to take him out. God, I break sickness and illness and disease. And it was like I seen this snake trying to wrap around him like a python, trying to take his breath, trying to get him off kilter. And right now, God, I just take authority over that. You showed me that in the spirit. And God, I don't know everything that's going on with him. But right now, God, I declare that his, his body be healed in Jesus' name. I break every suffocating spirit everywhere where the enemy's trying to wrap a snake around this family and stop them I command it to stop and I take authority and break its power right now and I plead the blood of Jesus and I say where the enemy try to come in and steal steal from you and take things from you he's got to repay it sevenfold in Jesus name he's got to repay it sevenfold and we take authority over every demonic satanic attack because that's what it's been there's been a satanic attack that's been released over you because of what you guys are doing and I say no more in Jesus name and right now let the power come back let her be filled with the power of your spirit right now and let Brett bo Brett, Brett's body be healed right now in Jesus name yes Lord yes Lord and I feel like the Lord said that that he set you guys up as, as a family to be part of the refuge a city of refuge there's something there's what you carry is important for the very DNA of Nashville you're part of setting up a city of, of refuge, and God's going to highlight you, and there's favor going to be on your lives, and it won't be just plowing and, and pioneering, but literally uh, the, the little trails that you've blazed are going to turn into highways, and, there, and many will come and be restored. Lord, we just bless this family, Lord. But let, right now, Lord, we say let the restoration begin for them personally now, that they will rise to their high calling. I see you like halfway up the mountain. And it's that place where you're like, should we just go down the mountain or go up the mountain? And I was like, we could go either way at this point. And I felt like the Lord said, he's going to give you what it takes to, to, to get up into the high calling, to go further. But there's a rest spot right there, halfway up, in Jesus' name. And, and, and Bea, while you're there, let's pray for Bea. So go ahead and put your hands on Bea right there, sisters, sister, sister girl. Yeah, let's, we're going to pray for Bea's healing because she's been struggling with some physical battles and so lord we just thank you for Bea. she's an amazing humble woman of god and she serves this church this congregation in such a, a beautiful way and lord we're just grateful for her and for wes and their family and lord we just thank you for the fragrance that comes from Bea's life lord it's it's truly the fragrance of christ and, Lord, we're asking you, Lord, for her body, her physical body, Lord, that you'd remove pain. You'd remove pain. Lord, you paid for it on the cross, Lord. You paid for the sufferings. You, you paid, Lord, a price, Lord, with your life, with your body, Lord. You took it upon yourself so we could be free. And we just speak that over her now, Lord. Just would you bring a shift by the blood of the Lamb, by the blood of the Lamb. We plead the blood, Lord. When the doctors can't figure it out, Lord, you... Uh, you have the solution because you are the solution, Lord. And we just speak that over her now, Lord. Freedom in Jesus' name. Freedom from this assignment, Lord. Yes. Let, her, let her dance again. Let her run again, Lord. Woo! Thank you, Jesus. You know, there's something about removing pain right now 
who, if, you're, if you're here and you've been like literally dealing with an assignment, you feel like a pain. It's not just a little headache that comes and goes for a second, but something that's been plaguing you, been taunting you, haunting you. Uh, just stand up if you're, you're dealing with pain. Let's, let's, let's go after this in Jesus' name. So, Lord, we just we thank you for all these that have been struggling. Of course, Kenny, we've been contending with Kenny. We had a great time with Kenny and, 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 and Vicki yesterday and just uh, the journey they're on for healing. We're, we're just believing that God's going to finish the good work he started. But all these people here, Lord, you see us. You see your children. You see uh, what we go through. And, and you know when we need our strengthening. You know when we're reaching our breaking point. You said you won't give us more than we can handle, what we can take. And we just say right now, Lord, that you would uh, bring freedom to your children, Lord, that they would enter into the glorious freedom, the glorious freedom of the children of God, Lord, that you'd loose their bodies, Lord, loose their bodies, Lord, into healing, Lord, into victory in Jesus, victory in Jesus. Jason, come and finish pain, praying of the, of the pain. We're going to remove this in Jesus' name. Right now, God, we just take authority over pain. God, I command it to go in Jesus' name. You are still the God of the Bible who heals and does miracles. God, so right now, God, I just break that pain. I command health to come. I command healing to come spiritually, physically, emotionally. All, the whole body right now be healed in Jesus' name. We declare it no more. Be healed in Jesus' name. And I want to tell you it can happen. You know, recently, I'll tell you this, Scott. I was praying with a brother who's a missionary in, in Pakistan. And he told me, he said, I want to bring you into a, a, a village here. And he brought me on the phone in the, to a village. And a little girl had gotten bit by like a scorpion. And her foot was all black and, and all messed up. And, you know, we prayed over that little girl. And, you know, I'm just like, okay, God. We prayed over it. You know, the next morning he called me and he sent me a picture of that girl. Her complete skin, the complete everything, all the blackness was gone. You couldn't even see where the Scorpio bit her within like 12 hours. So, God, right now, God, you would just release that power in Jesus' name to these people that are standing up. Be healed. Amen. Woo, thank you, Lord. You know, and I just feel like the Lord was saying, you know, according to the, the story that we just received from that Amy brought to us this morning about, you know, where they, the angel instructs Elijah to eat and drink. And, and uh, I just feel like there's something about literally stewarding what we eat and drink on a whole new level. I feel like God's going to tune us in on how to take care of the, of the temple, of the body, because if we're falling apart, we're not really ready for the battle. It's really hard. You know, we become a burden to others. But there's something about this personal stewardship. And I believe you're going to begin to hear Holy Spirit say, do, do this, don't do that, eat this, don't eat that. Like literally there's a tuning in to the frequency of our bodies of what's good for us. Uh, I'll give you an example. But I feel like I, I actually found a, a supplement. There was a particular supplement that I've, I've found, and I, I felt like the Holy Spirit said, listen to that, and I purchased it, I bought it, and I feel like it's just like that starting to make a difference, and something that I needed for my body, and, and, and usually I would take stuff, and it's like, ah, I don't even notice nothing, I don't know, it was just a gimmick or marketing or whatever, but I believe you're going to have stories like that, you know, like, Holy Spirit's going to highlight something, say, this is for you, I need you to listen, tune in, take this, do this, eat this, and uh, Lord, we pray for a special grace for Kenny right now, Lord, who needs to be strengthened and to, to be able to eat 
and uh, uh, everything to work again with his stomach and esophagus and swallowing. And we pray for a grace to get strengthened with the nutrients that he needs, Lord. We just pray for great grace. So the word comes to the prophet and says, eat the bread, drink the, drink the water, be strengthened in Jesus' name. So, Lord, we speak that over everyone here now, Lord, that you just tune us in, that you need all your warriors whole, Lord. And we just speak that over your people here this morning. Amen. Owen, I got one for you. Yeah, Owen. So I felt like the Lord said that there's a shift for you this fall. You're going to fall in love with Jesus like never before. And, uh, and I feel like the, the Lord said he's going to, as we're talking about, he's going to tune you in because you really are a warrior. Like you're, you're made for, for action, frontline action in the kingdom. And anything less than that, and you get distracted. And I feel like the Lord says he's going to position you uh, with comrades, with, with, with brothers. He's going to, like, there's something about being in a company that's, that's going to um, bring out the best that God has invested in you. And so, Lord, I just speak that over him, Lord, that he is built for action. Uh, Lord, he has uh, heroic faith and great exploits that are to be done. And I just pray for the positioning, the company that he's to be in, the connections that need to happen to make this fully realized in his life, Lord. We just thank you that, Lord, even by uh, this new season of falling in love with you and a new tuning in, Lord, we just thank you that all the heroics that are in this man will begin to come forth because greater is he who is in him than he who is in the world. And we just bless him as a mighty warrior of the Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Woo. Thank you, Jesus. Let's sing victory in Jesus. Can we do that? Remember that old victory? Let's stand up. Let's, let's declare it. Praise God. Lord, we seal these words. We receive it. Someone say, I receive it. In Jesus' name. Victory in Jesus.